Hey friends, it's Mark James. Today is Wednesday, the 18th of May. 18th of May, wowzers. Um, this, I know I always say this, but this is seriously going to be a short podcast, and here's why. It's 17 minutes past 6 p.m., p.m., nighttime on the Wednesday, and I've been out all day. I woke up this morning in a caravan in Great Yarmouth, that's where I am this week, but I was meeting my friend Ollie, my dear friend Ollie Day, I was meeting him this morning, and we spent the whole day out, I walked all, the whole length of the promenade down to, oh, excuse me, all the way down to the beef eater. And I met Ollie there for coffee, but then we had a big walk around town for like two hours. And then I walked him back to his car. Then I walked back to my caravan. And then I got in my car and drove to buy a dressed crab from this place called Dabs and Crabs, which uh, is a bit of a a legendary Great Yarmouth hotspot for buying dressed crab. I always go there. And so I went and bought that and I came back to the caravan. And the day has just flown by, really. But I've got a sunburn. I've bloody got myself a facial sunburn, which is not good. I'm very red. My dad was ginger, and that just has a terrible effect on me. So the sun doesn't do me any good. And I have got a proper sunburn. My caravan is lovely. I've spent more nights sleeping in caravans in the last week than I have in my own house because we had a holiday as well. So there's so many little things that have gone on. But... um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a bit of a wild week. Last week when I recorded... I mean, let's look at the diary quickly. Let me just see what I did, because God knows if I can remember. Oh, yeah, last week before I recorded, I was on the way to Devon Cliffs, wasn't I? So I went down to Devon Cliffs, and I had a great gig there. And thankfully, because the manager, or the person in charge, they don't currently have a permanent manager, uh, put me on at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. That meant I was able to get home because I was back in the car by eight. I was able to get home by just after 12. Nighttime driving home from Devon is a piece of piss because it's mainly motorway. First couple of hours were light because it's not getting dark until very late now. So it's ideal. I managed to smash my way up the motorway and get in bed. Then I was off Thursday, off Friday, gig Saturday, off Sunday, off Monday, just a dream of days off. But on Friday, we went for a little holiday, didn't we? We went to Primrose Valley, where I used to go on holiday as a kid. Now, one of the reasons for doing that was that I was doing a show on the Saturday morning or early Saturday afternoon at Thornwick Bay, which is just down the road. So my friend, who's the entertainment manager at Primrose Valley, got us a caravan. We had an absolutely great time. Sarah finished work early. Joshua finished school. We got in the car. We set off down to... um, Primrose Valley, across to Primrose Valley, really. Got in the caravan. The caravan was brilliant. Weirdly, all the water in the area was off, so that was a bit of a strange one. But thankfully, it came back on before we were to get showers to go out, so we did still manage to get showers and stuff. But we went out. We had a great night watching a team show, had nice food, all of the good things. And then Saturday, I just left them to it where we were staying, popped off and did my gig, and in less than two and a half hours, I was back for the holiday to continue. The gig was great. The Saturday night was fun. We went and uh, watched a bit of entertainment. We um, just, you know what? We went swimming. We ate pizza. We had um, toffifies, if you know what toffifies are. They're like a toffee chocolate combination thing. Everything was just jolly nice. Then Sunday we went out in Scarborough, had um, Knickerbocker glories and banana splits and giant ice creams and a walk around and got plenty of sun. It rained on the night pretty brutally. Went out, watched a bit of entertainment, had some drinks. Uh, Went to my friend's accommodation and watched the Eurovision Song Contest where to everybody's shock, 
the UK did not come last. We actually got a lot of points and won until the people's vote came in and then Ukraine won, which is exactly what I wanted to happen and I think what everybody wanted to happen. But what an amazing turn of events that the UK actually got points because we had a good song and a good performer, but we've had that in the past as well. So, and we can't exactly be politically popular because of Brexit and Boris Johnson being a fuckwit and I still can't really work out what happened other than that we seem to do well in a situation where we should not have done well. I really can't work it out. I'm shook by it all. It's very strange, but um, it was good nonetheless. And then we came home Monday. We went to see Doctor Strange, the new Doctor Strange film. My opinion on those films has remained. I slept through nearly all of it. Fell asleep after about 15 minutes. Woke up with five minutes to go. Thereby seeing almost the entirety of the film that was worth paying attention to for plot. The middle, as I'm reliably told, was a lot of smashy, smashy action, action. There were cameos from random people. They even threw one of the X-Men in there for good measure. I mean, fuck it, why not? The only interesting thing about those films is who cameos from other films in that universe because the plot is always the same bullshit the thing that annoys me about the marvel films now more than anything is that just i've always said it's the lack of jeopardy it's the fact that nobody ever really dies that you care about then finally in one of the films they kill everyone and then they go oh by the way uh, aside from the fact that we can time travel there's also multiple multiverses well just multiverse so even if Iron Man is dead, for instance. We can always just go and get him because he's not dead in every universe. There'll be a version of the universe where Iron Man's still alive. So we can just go to that one and we'll get him out of there if we need him. Why bother? Why not just get all the Iron Men if there's multiple multiverses? Just get 50 different Iron Mans from all the different multiverses and get them to fight the body. That'll be good. And they'll all know exactly what to do because they're all the same person. Imagine 50 Robert Downey Juniors in a film all getting a million each. Because <laughs> he gets 50 million per film, reportedly. Um, fuck it, why not? That's how stupid those films are now. Marvel is a bunch of fucking bullshit. There, I've said it. You all knew I already thought it, but now it's got even worse. Doctor Strange, which is easily the worst of all of those types of films, with Benedict coming your snatch. Just what a load of utter fucking tripe. That Shang-Chi film was all right. Um, the Black Panther film was all right. Iron Man 1 was all right. I really wanted Captain America to be all right, but it wasn't. The first Thor film was pretty good. Everything else has been shite. Sometimes I think to myself, I tell you what I'll do. I'll watch all of the films in what people call chronological order, which I disagree with. I think you should watch the films in the order that they were made rather than the order that the universe dictates. You know, like watching Captain America first because it's supposed to be the oldest and all that shit. Just watch them in the order they were made. I think that makes more sense to me. But I keep thinking I'll do that. And then once I've taken in the entire canon decide but then i watch one film and that's enough i realize i can't watch another one for at least two years because they're so shit <laughs> i know i've sounded off about these films so many times in this podcast but honestly they just need to stop the only thing that is impressive about the marvel universe now is that they knock out a film roughly once every six months i can't believe the first one came out in like 2007 and there's 25 of them or something that's crazy that really is mad but then it makes sense because they're about a quarter as good as any other film honestly watch goodfellas or the departed or 
I don't know, anything decent and then watch Captain America and tell me it's still a good film. They're just shit. Ridiculous. But that's going to happen if you make 25 films and you're determined to put everyone from all of them in all of them. I can't believe that the X-Men are appearing now. Reed Richards, Fantastic Four, makes an appearance. It's ridiculous. What a load of shit. <laughs> anyway, enough going on about Marvel. I haven't got the time. I've only got five minutes left. So, um, other things I want to talk to you about. Sunburn holidays. Blue cheese, right? I sincerely now... I'm in love with blue cheese. I've crossed over to the other side. I like blue cheese as much as I like anything now. As you will no doubt know, it's been a slow transition for me. I hated blue cheese. I couldn't stand smelly blue cheeses. But then I started eating a lot of very hot wings. And hot wings made me believe that actually blue cheese was delicious. Well, or at least mild blue cheese was delicious. Because you often get a blue cheese sauce with a hot wing. And so that started bringing me around. Then I had the four cheese pizza in Spain and I loved it. Then the other night we had blue cheese pizza delivered and I loved that. And then on Monday night, I decided I was still on holiday, so I thought I'd eat. I bought a cheese and onion focaccia, a big square focaccia from Booth's, which is like a posh supermarket near me. It's only in the northeast, uh, northwest, sorry, pretty much. Uh, it's some. There are some in Yorkshire as well, I believe. I'm sure I saw one once when I was on the way. I got diverted. I was on the way somewhere and I saw one. So it surprised me. Keithley, maybe. Anyway, so I'm sure there's one there. But it's a posh supermarket, like a Waitrose or whatever. And they had this square focaccia, a big one, like, si like a 12-inch, like a pizza. It had cheese on. It had red onion. I bought that. And then I bought some blue cheese as well. And I crunched i am um, gr not grated like what's the word when you get something with your fingers and you break it off crumbled jesus christ crumbled blue cheese all over this focaccia then put it in the oven i tell you what it was absolutely delicious i had a burger the other day which i had blue cheese sauce on it was amazing i am a full convert doesn't it often happens doesn't it you don't like a band and then something just hits you and then they become one of your favorites Blue Cheese is my new favourite band. I cannot get enough of the stuff. I just love it. Blue Cheese, and at the minute I'm eating dressed crabs left, right and centre. Because I had one in Weymouth the other week. I had one in Great Yarmouth this week, gone. And I've just had one today in, in Great Yarmouth. So Scarborough, Weymouth, sorry, uh, and now Great Yarmouth. Dressed crab, crazy. The worst one was in Scarborough. The Scarborough dressed crab was shit, but the other two were brilliant. Today's was the best, because Cromer and Great Yarmouth are sort of famous for crab. But I cannot get enough of blue cheese these days. Just give me more. I want all the blue cheese on everything. I think what I'm going to do now is start ordering pizza. I'm going to order a pizza from every pizza place in Preston on every food day for the next few weeks. We're ordering pizza and if they've got blue cheese. And I'm going to try every blue cheese pizza in Preston or, or four cheese until I find the perfect one. I just want one that's as good as Mariano's in Spain. I really loved that. Some of it might have been experiential. It might not have been the pizza itself. It might have been the ready available availableness of it and possibly the the circumstance of eating it. I do want to go back to Benidorm again. I really had a good time. I just loved being on holiday with Sarah and Joshua. I want to go on holiday as often as I can now. 
that's that's my thing i i want i just want holidays a lot i've never been a holiday person i prefer when i've got my time off to have nothing booked in to be able to just sort of be in the house really but now i don't want that anymore i want to be on holiday whenever we've got spare time i want to go away somewhere that's my new thing my personality's just changed now i'm a going away person that's what it is that's where it's at friends it's all about the holidays so, the last thing I want to talk to you about, and I realise I've only done 12 and a half minutes, is uh, motorbikes. I'm going to buy a motorbike. I've thought about this a lot, and I've taken not an insignificant amount of disparagement from Sarah, who thinks it's a bad idea, but I, I, don't, I think it's a good idea. And it's a, an electric motorbike. It's a Maving RM1. If you want to Google it or search it, Maving is spelled M-A-E-V-I-N-G. Maving motorbikes. Go look it up. They're on uh, Instagram. And they're electric motorbikes, but they look like very, very classic style bikes. They've got a brown leather seat. They have a big sort of Harley Davidson style petrol tank shape. But they are very classic with the nice handlebars and a big beaming singular headlight. And uh, they just look like a real classic vintage 40s bike. But they're fully electric, which means that you don't need a mechanic or uh, petrol or oil or any of that stuff. I mean, presumably some of it needs oiling. But it's effectively an electric bike. And all you need to do is plug the battery in. You plug the battery in, you stick it in the bike. Wherever you go in, you pull the battery out and you can charge it in any socket. It comes with an adapter that you take with you. And uh, then you can ride it home. They go a maximum of 45 miles an hour. And they can do between 40 and 80 miles on a full charge, which I think is great. And I just think I'm going to get an open-faced helmet and just gently ride around Preston and go to different places on it, go to little cafes and tea rooms and explore. And um, I don't know, ride about on it, visit friends, just have a bit more sort of go places I wouldn't go in the car, go out for the sake of going out on the bike, little country lanes and have a look around and... I just think it'll be an exciting thing to own. And I think if Sarah does the compulsory basic training as well, she might go on it and I think she'll have fun on it too. And then when Josh was old enough to ride a bike, we'll get it limited to 28 miles an hour so he can use it from when he's 16. It's only five years away. And uh, I think it'll be a nice little investment. So, yeah, a motorbike. And they're only £5,000, which I realise is not an insignificant sum. But I'm going to pay the £500 deposit on it. I've already looked into doing the compulsory basic training and emailed a couple of bike schools. It costs £150 to do. And it's not a test. You basically do it. And it's not a thing that you pass or fail. You just get a certificate to say that you've done it. And it takes a day. It's an eight-hour course. It takes a day. It involves classroom and riding on a bike. Um, and you learn on a proper motorbike, but once you've done it, you can ride any geared bike. And as long as you've got a full driving license, that's it. You're done and ready to go. So I think it's going to be very exciting. I'm looking forward to it. I actually can't wait. I'm as excited about this as I've been excited about anything else recently. I think on my days off, I'll just go out on it and be fun. So yeah, that's the last thing I want to talk about. Go and, go and look it up, the Maving RM1, M-A-E-V-I-N-G. Look it up on uh, Instagram or on their website or whatever. Everybody who I've said, who I've told about it goes, a motorbike. And then I show them a picture of it and they go, oh yeah, that is cool actually, that'd be fun. And they change their mind immediately, so that's what I'm going to do. And uh, I'm going to buy Sarah some very expensive pearls. 
<laughs> so I'm going to buy myself a £5,000 motorbike and Sarah £2,000 worth of pearls, which are not as expensive as that because of her staff discount, but they are very nice and she loves them. And then all will be well in the world. That's my plan for this year. And I think for Christmas, we're going to get Joshua a quite uh, dedicated streaming setup and let him begin his YouTube dreams. And if it becomes anything, it does. I think that if he learns to record and make video content, that'll be good. He is funny and he probably has got the aptitude and ability to do it if he just learns what's good and funny. Nobody's natural at first, but he has been making efforts and making little videos. And that's enough. I, I've not encouraged him, by the way. If anything, when he makes videos, I discourage him a little bit because. I feel like if he really wants it, it won't matter. Like my parents discouraged me a little bit from becoming a performer, never viciously or never, they never really discouraged me. They certainly accommodated me. They drove me to drama and all that sort of stuff, but they never gave me any illusions that it was possible. But, I, and that's what I do with Joshua. I just tell him, oh, you can't make a living doing that. You need to do something proper. But if he's capable of it and he wants it enough, it won't matter what anybody says, let alone me. And I strode through all of that stuff to do what I'm doing. So I think a healthy amount of discouragement is good as long as you also facilitate. So I think we're going to get him a little camera and a streaming setup and teach him how to make videos. I think he should make a YouTube channel where he reviews books for kids firstly because he's got a perfect little reading corner that would look dead cool on camera and he's got... Um, loads of books and he's read loads of books and he's articulate and I've never seen that on YouTube a channel where kids can hear another kid reviewing books I think that would be good if he's funny and then he can review other stuff video games chocolate bars whatever he wants and then potentially also do gaming and stuff like that but gaming is a very saturated market so I don't know I, I'm all for letting him work it out and learn he just needs to get into it. So I think that could be his thing for this year as well. Then we'll all have got something we wanted. <laughs> we need a couple more holidays as well. And we need to save a lot of money. That's going to be a big thing. Pay debts, save money, get a couple of things that we want each and then keep going and see what happens next year. But that's the plan for the rest of this year. Oh, and I'm working on my book as well. Still. And I've written the foreword for a friend's book. So I'm definitely in the headspace of writing at the minute. It's all good, isn't it? It's exciting. And that's it. Right, I'm going. Fuck the lot of you. I'll speak to you all later. <laughs> Just under 20 minutes this week, but I do have to have a poo and get ready and go and do a show. So much love to you all. Stay well. I will do another podcast less, like, next week, but I've decided that this podcast is done. 100%. When it comes to my next birthday and I'm 37, I'll have done this podcast for two years and I think it'll be time to move on and do something else. So if you want to ask any questions, hear any particular stories, have anything specific happen in this podcast, let me know. Because as of today... This podcast's on notice. There's 15 episodes left, basically. That's where we're at. I think it's 15 weeks left. Might even be 14 after today. So let's go out in style. I'm committing. I'm committing to the last 15. But after that, it's done. We'll have a going away party and it's over. Um, I need to focus on other projects. Not necessarily TikTok, although that is still going well. But certainly writing. That's the next phase. I'm going to be 37, friends. The weight loss is really kicking off now. It's taking care of itself. I'm in good, healthy mindset and body. I need to just get some work done. I want to achieve a lot. I want to be 40 and know that I achieved at least 10 more things than I've achieved now. And I moved forward. 40 is a good time of life to be doing stuff. I'd like to set myself up in good position for that. 
Sarah's just, you know, 41 and she's making things happen. She's got a promotion. She's doing good. She's smashing through her courses. She's stressed and finding some of it hard and thinks she's not good enough. And yet she constantly gets results. And I think that's a healthy place to be. She doesn't. But I think it's healthy to feel like you're up against it, but be actually achieving. And she is doing that. I think she's going to get offered more opportunities in the next few years than she's aware of. And I think she's set herself up nicely. She's worked in loads of shitty, fairly dead-end retail jobs. But they've all set her up to be experienced enough that when a good opportunity comes along, they can't believe they found her and wonder where the hell she's been. And that's a good spot to be in. She's going to achieve a lot in the next few years. And I want to be there with her too and do it as well. And Joshua's going to be, you know, five years away from, six years away from finishing secondary school. We're all going to be in good positions. Be nice to be debt free, have had plenty of holidays and good memories under our belts. And, you know, for me to be ideally covered in tattoos and riding around on a motorbike, a motorbike midlife crisis. Here we come. <laughs> right, friends, that's this week. Fuck it. Speak to you all next week. 15 left. Let's do this. Send me messages if you want to hear me talk about anything. This is this has got to be it. We're doing it. Much love. Bye, everyone.